feel the rhythm. The highlight of your week has arrived, Andrew. Yes, it has. Feel the rhyme. I don't know how to say your Instagram handle, so I'm not even going to try. Get on up. It's 11 o'clock on a Saturday. We all know what that means. That you're probably keeping me from watching a Liverpool game? Yep. It's podcast time. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rust Belt Running. I am Adam Wheeler. You can find me at Wheels Up and CLE. And this episode will be joined later by Andrew Hedinger. You can find it Andrew Runs a Lot. Uh, this is going to be another one of our uninterrupted episodes where I'm going to be recording my segment of the episode uh, separately from Andrew. Uh, just one of those weeks with the holiday where we weren't able to get together in time to, to put out our usual weekly episode. So uh, we're both going to be talking today about just the things we're thankful for. And it's a running episode, obviously, so we'll be t- focusing mostly on that. Um, and uh, then we'll be back next week with our usual weekly episode. There will be a special bonus episode coming this week. Um, we are, like we said, a running podcast, but we are also huge Ohio State fans. And when this podcast started just over a year ago now, and we were kind of trying to figure out what we were going to be, we were part running, part sports. And one of our favorite episodes that we recorded last year was our our Hate Michigan episode. And even though we have become pretty much strictly a running podcast, we felt like we needed to keep the Hate Michigan podcast going. So later on this week, uh, but dropping in time for the game on Saturday, we will be recording our our Hate Michigan episode in which we slam all things Michigan and praise things, praise all things Ohio State. So you can be looking forward to that coming up as well. So Thanksgiving. Time to reflect on uh, the things we're thankful for. And, uh, you know, I'm starting, you know, kind of small, you know, first, you know, talk about just kind of the most intimate things that I'm thankful for. Uh, You know, I'm I'm thankful for this podcast, for our listeners uh, to be podcasting with Andrew. It's been, like I said, just a little over a year now. And, you know, we have a blast doing it. We really do. And we've gone through you know, a couple different iterations of of the show. Uh, The early uh, iterations where, like I said, we were kind of a running podcast and a sports podcast. We really didn't have a focus. And we were just trying to figure out how to do this and, uh, you know, get an audience and and talk about things that people would care about. Uh, And then we brought Thomas on and and that really kind of started to bring things together and and started to narrow our focus a little bit. and, And we learned a little bit more about how to do it. And then Thomas left and and we've gotten, you know, what I think is is what we've been doing now for the last probably four months or so, where it's been really just a running podcast, an almost weekly running podcast. And, you know, slowly but surely, uh, listenership has grown and, and we're really grateful for, uh, for those of you that tune in and listen to us talk. Um, we both love putting the show together and it's funny how much sometimes it reminds me of the Des quote, uh, Desi Linden quote about how you know, some days it flows and some days it doesn't, you know, there are weeks where we know exactly what we want to do and what we want to talk about and where we're going to take things. And then there are weeks where, you know, we're texting each other and going, man, what are we going to talk about next week? And we don't always know, but 
you know, inevitably we end up getting a show up and we, you know, we get done with the show and, and we say, you know, that was, that was a lot of fun. And we really enjoyed talking about what we were talking about. And we've gotten really good responses from people on, on what we've put out there. And as we enter this second year of the podcast, um, you know, we just know that we want to keep doing what we've been doing and, you know, finding ways to bring in some new guests, to bring us in new ideas. And we're really looking forward to it. So uh, we're grateful for the opportunity we've had to put this together and, and for those that listen to us. Um, and it's been a lot of fun and we are looking forward to continuing to having that fun. Uh, also thankful for my family, uh, you know, in the sense of being a runner, um, you know, running is a solo act, but you know, Andrew and I talk about it all the time that it's a solo act, but it's, it's a solo act that is only made possible with the support uh, of the people around you. And, you know, every year that I do this, I'm reminded of just how supportive and gracious uh, my family has been. Um, you know, they work around things small and large, you know, whether it's been on vacations, uh, whether it's been, you know, I'm going to visit you know, my sister who's been living out of town now for over a decade, you know, you go down, you visit her, and like, hey, sis, I've got to, I've got to block out an hour and a half today to get 10 miles in. And, and it's just, it's all part of the package, you know? There's no grumbling about it. There's no complaining about it. Everybody just understands how important it is to me. And uh, they help me in turn get my runs in. When I go and uh, if I'm over my parents, you know, they're, they're helping me. Uh, you know, they're helping me get my runs in. You know, maybe it's one of those situations where I wake up and I get back from a run and, you know, they've, they've made breakfast. It's just all these little things that they do. Uh, and just the fact that they take an active interest in it too. You know, it's, my parents aren't big runners. My mom does do some running, uh, but not as, not nearly as much as I do. And yet I think my mom might know as much, you know, almost as much as I do about training because she's always interested and willing to listen to, you know, me when I kind of need to externally process where I'm at with training and what I want to try next. And, you know, just all those little things mean a lot to me. And then of course, just, you know, family in general, I'm sitting here right now looking at my phone. My sister sent me a video yesterday of my nephew who's, 19 20 months old now i think 19 months old and he's playing in a pile of leaves and it is amazing how much joy a 19 month old can get out of playing in a pile of leaves and it's just so much fun to watch him and uh, we were just briefly like messaging back and forth just about how much fun he is and you know how grumpy he was when he had to go inside yesterday because he's having so much fun with his leaves and uh, it's a really cool time for my family, too, because uh, we're recording this on the Monday before Thanksgiving. Uh, my sister has a second one on the way. She's actually scheduled to go in uh, for a C-section on Wednesday. So uh, I'm going to go from being an uncle of one nephew to being an uncle of two nephews. And then my brother is expecting his first uh, a daughter. So I'm going to have a niece here. She's going to be born right around Christmas. And so it's just this really cool time for me and my family. Um, yeah, so I'm just... Of course, you're grateful for your family and, you know, grateful for what they do for my running and just grateful for their presence in my life in general. Uh, I've got a really good family. Uh, we're a very tight knit family. And, um, you know, just right now, just think about how grateful I am for them and just everything they give to me. Um, and then of course, just, you know, thinking more about running in general. Um, I was thinking a little bit about what I wanted to talk about today and, you know, Andrew and I have talked about our years throughout and it's like, I really don't want to recap anything. You know, we've talked about it enough this past year, the injuries and everything. And so 
I was kind of just trying to think about like what I'm grateful for, you know, within this last year of running, even though it's been such a weird year. And, um, I, I had just recently bought my training journal for next year and it came in the mail today. I'm looking at it right now. And, you know, I'm, I've talked about before how I'm a coach and when I coach, you know, one eye is always on the presence, you know, what is going on with my team right now. And then one eye is always looking, I don't say at the future, but at this kind of this, this vision of what you think your team can be, like what they could ultimately grow into. And probably one of the biggest joys I get out of coaching is the challenge of trying to, to take that presence and that, that potential and kind of, you know, merge them together. And one of the potential weaknesses of that sort of dual vision is that when things don't necessarily go well, there can be that temptation to, to almost kind of write off maybe the remaining time and just kind of be thinking about like, well, it didn't work this year. So, you know, on to the next challenge of next year. And, um, you know, it's not something that I consciously do. It's just when you're, when you're pushing so hard to take something to, you know, an elite level, a high level, I think it's just unfortunately kind of just human nature. I think sometimes to kind of like, I don't know, be looking to push to that next thing, you know? And as I was looking at my training journal today, my new training journal, I was thinking that, like I was suddenly thinking about next year and how I can't wait to start writing in that. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping, you know, the next year is going to be a better year and then I'm going to be able to go out and train for a marathon and really get back to the hard training that I, I love so much. And I took a minute and I thought like, man, there's still six weeks left in this year. And it's true that I'm not, I'm not training for anything serious in those next six weeks, but those six weeks are really important. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still coming back and, and base building after, you know, a three or four month year where, or three or four month you know, portion of the year where you know, I, I really didn't run at all. So it isn't like I've got this huge base of mileage underneath me. And this is where, you know, this is where I get to what I'm really thankful for, uh, where, where I really am thankful for the things that running brings to my life. Um, running is that thing that I think because of the way that it pushes me to be better as a runner, I find those things trickling into all these different areas of my life. And one of the things that I've really been working on lately is the idea of mindfulness, the idea of just being present in a moment and appreciating that moment for what, for what it is, uh, you know, for not judging it, you know, not, not putting expectations on it. Like, you know, am I where I want to be right now as a runner? Not at all, but I'm where I'm at. And I want to appreciate that because if you start judging it, if you start worrying about like, oh man, this isn't where I want to be and this really sucks, then you don't enjoy what could be there presently in that moment. And what I found is by focusing on that lately, I find that I'm really enjoying this, this you know, process of just getting myself back to the point where I can handle that hard training that I love. You know, I went out yesterday and I ran five miles and it was only five miles and I ran at a slower clip because I've been, 
I've been so fresh that I've been kind of like running a little bit faster than I want to. And I just found myself really appreciating this, this process of like, Hey, you couldn't do this three months ago. You couldn't do this without feeling some sort of really nagging pain somewhere that just made you feel like there was something wrong. And and I don't feel that now. And I'm really appreciating it. And I just, I think by, I, I think by, by focusing on that mindful aspect, I'm finding that it brings me into other parts of my life too. It's coming in other parts of my life. Um, one of the really bad side effects of me not being where I want to be as a runner is that it, it trickles into other aspects of my life. My mood seems to follow where I'm at with my running. And when my running isn't going well, that leads to all sorts of, it can lead to all sorts of negative things. And, and it, I've, I've felt that within different aspects of my life within the last half year or so. And one of the, one of the areas where I really felt it is that, you know, I've talked about on the pod before how I'm, I'm looking for jobs within the fitness industry and I beat myself up about, man, if I can't keep myself healthy, how the hell can anybody, you know, how, how can I expect somebody to trust me to help get them healthy and keep them healthy and push them? And what's really stupid about that is that, you know, if you're pushing yourself towards something, if you're going and towing that line, sometimes that line's going to be pushed across. And that doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It just means that you, you pushed a little bit too hard. And that happened to me this year. And, you know, what I didn't do was sit there and just say, ah, screw it. You know, you're just not a good runner. You know, I took time off and I researched and, and I, I found the things that I needed to find to make me better. And I consulted people that knew more than I did when I couldn't find what I needed to find. And, and I feel like I'm on a good track, that like I'm back on the right track. And, um, you know, just by, by pushing that, by seeing that those weaknesses in my running and how it impacts other aspects of my life and using that as kind of a, a foundation to, to better myself as a runner, um, I find that it's helping me out with other aspects of my life too. And, um, I just find that I'm more energized, not because I'm running, although that's certainly part of it, but I just find that I'm more energized because I feel like I'm starting to better navigate those highs and lows that have, have been really kind of trickling into, into where I've been at this past six months. And, you know, running is the thing that I think has really brought that in that just that, that desire to be constantly pushing myself as a runner has just made me push myself in a lot of different aspects. And it makes me a better person. And I, I, I wonder sometimes now as I'm about to enter, you know, the 10th year that I've been doing this, I wonder, you know, where I would have been if I hadn't discovered running, like would I have found that thing that, that really drove me to be better in, in all aspects of my life. And so you know, I talk about this with, I talk about, you know, this with my running sometimes. And I wonder like, how do other people view their running? Cause I know, you know, I'm sure there's some people that think exactly as I do. And there's probably some of you listening out there that go, man, I have no idea what this dude is talking about. Like, this is not how I experience my running. You know, uh, I know people that run, it's just, it's simply their time to get away. Like they don't necessarily have the same performance goals. And so for them, it's just a chance to get away. For others, it's just a chance to socialize. And when I say just a chance, like I don't mean that as if it's anything less, you know, my focus is just simply difference. And so 
it's just funny when I think these things sometimes I wonder like, man, this probably seems like a really weird thing to talk about. Like Andrew and I will we'll text each other throughout the week. And we were, we were talking uh, about specifically something like this, how I feel so much better when I'm really pushing myself. And Andrew really likes more the experience of just going out and running. And sometimes he's just happy to run and not have anything attached to it. He's been really enjoying the running that he's been doing post Columbus because he's just been feeling so good. He's just going out and doing it. And there's been no, there's been no real goal attached to it. It's just been go out and run. And that's a little bit of a foreign idea to me. And, you know, and not in a bad way at all. It's just, we're just different people. And so like, I'm saying this and I'm thinking like, man, this has to sound so strange to some people. Um, but, you know, so I'm thankful for it. Like, you know, here I am staring at, you know, it's it's November 25th. Christmas is in one month. The New Year is one week after that. And, you know, it's been this, it's been on paper this shit year. Like when I think about what I came into this year expecting to do and where it's gone, it, it hasn't gone at all like I had planned it. And, and again, I don't want to beat a dead horse on that. We've talked about it enough. But I, I sit here and I'm like, you know, it's been a really good year, actually. Like being off has really, it gave me some time to reset. Um, it gave me some time to explore and, you know, look at weaknesses in the foundation and, and to be better at those things. And, and, and I credit my running for doing a lot of that, for, for gifting me that, for pushing me to do those things. And it's something that I'm really grateful for when people ask me, you know, what do you do? The first thing I tell them is I don't tell them my job. I tell them that I run. I tell them that I'm a runner. And, you know, as I sit here Thanksgiving week, um, I'm just really thankful that I can say that. And for all the great things that running has brought into my life, including, you know, this podcast and the opportunity to talk to you folks about uh, the running that I do. So uh, again, one last time, thank you all, everybody that listens to us uh, for listening to us, for giving us feedback. Um, we've really had a great year of it. And um, I know we're really looking forward to what's coming in the next year. And so I'm now going to hand off my segment and bring you over to Andrew Hedinger, who will give you his own things that he's thankful for. And we will be getting back to you guys soon with our Hate Michigan podcast. And we'll talk to you for one of our regularly scheduled episodes next week. Hey there, uh, Andrew runs a lot here. So I don't. I haven't actually listened to Adam's portion yet, and I'm not sure the uh, direction he went with his uninterrupted time. But uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I wanted to just kind of talk about things I'm thankful for in running, and I, I think the number one thing that I am grateful for, and you know, this is going to take up all my time here, is people and community and uh, people inside running and outside of running and just how they've impacted my running. So I, I know that I've talked so much about my journey to come back from running, uh, but, you know, it, it cannot be overstated uh, how much the community has meant to me. <clears throat> I... I couldn't be, I wouldn't be where I am today, right now. I wouldn't have come through some of the shit I came through uh, without support of people like Adam and without the support of the people who listen 
to this. Uh, it's, it's been a level of accountability. It's been a level of confidence. Uh, it's just also been more fun uh, because of the people I've gotten to know. I find it so funny in running how you know, you know people through pictures they post, through tweets they make. Uh, that's, how, that's how you know them. But, but you're able to develop these friendships, uh, friendships where it feels like you know people forever. Uh, yeah, it's not strange to meet them for the first time. It's just nice to put a physical face to, you know, a message or a video or whatever. It's, it's just amazing. And, uh, and it, it helps bring you through some trying times. Uh, we, you know, I, again, I've talked about my struggles, but back in May at the Cleveland marathon, uh, we, uh, we, we had the unfortunate passing about a quarter mile from the finish of Taylor's Sipo. And that was devastating for everybody involved, uh, for everybody who ran that race that day. It was a, it was a sad, sad moment. But it did bring me personally, it brought me a running friendship. Uh, when we had our group run on Saturday uh, or a week ago, uh, a gentleman named Keegan came. Uh, I referenced him after the Columbus Marathon, the uh, the podcast we had the week after or the day after that race, and he had taken photos of me uh, as I was nearing the finish line and. They were, I mean, great quality. This wasn't somebody snapping them on their cell phone. This was, you know, professional equipment. And uh, it, it was just, it, that, that was a blessing to me because marathon photo is a racket. Uh, but it was a blessing to me to have photos of that moment because it, I have fought so hard to come back and to, you know, be able to see it without, a watermark or a blurry cell phone photo, you know, to really get like that quality photo of that moment is it's something I'll cherish forever. And, uh, it came because of Thomas Costello and yeah, who was our producer for a while. And he, uh, he, you know, started a campaign, the run for Taylor, uh, Cam, the Rust Belt running version of it. He did not start the entire thing, but you know we we tagged along, and it was his call to do that. And he did the the photo work for it and stuff like that. And Tom, like another person I met through running through this running social media community, Thomas. But because of Thomas's work with that, Keegan began to follow and listen to Rust Belt Running, which I learned at our group run. So it's just incredible to me, like what we are able to accomplish as runners. I'm a solo runner. I don't run with groups very often. I don't, you know, uh, train with a team or anything like that. I'm not a member of any physical community, but we, we share something special. We share a, a mutual interest and a mutual goal. And that is to get the best out of ourselves when we hit the streets each and every day. 
That's why I say I wouldn't be here today without that. I wouldn't be here today without people like Keegan. I wouldn't be here today without the uh, people who I shared the title Cleveland Marathon Ambassador with for five years. I wouldn't be here without those people. I remember a year ago when I was really, I, I was trying so hard to, uh, to put together like small run and workout streaks. And so I would, I would message uh, Jess McCartney, who is a, also a former Cleveland Marathon ambassador. And I, I would just let her know, hey, I'm working out today. Went to the gym today. Went for a run today. She was just so happy to hear that. And it, it meant something to me to be able to share that with her. So I, I just, I think that's something that's so cool that we have that we can all share. <clears throat> I think what else is neat is how uh, people that you don't run with can be impacted by your running and impact your running. Uh, you know, people at work, uh, you know, I get, uh, I get not made fun of, but people, you know, bust my chops for being in shape and running so much at work. <laughs> and it's, it's an enjoyable thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm eating a sleeve of chips, Ahoy cookies today at work. And, uh, a higher up in our company is like, man, it must be nice to run all those miles. You can eat the whole sleeve. Can't you? <laughs> I just told him, I'm like, no, but I, you know, I really can't. I tell myself, I'm going to eat half of this and save the other half for tomorrow. It never works out that way. I just eat the whole damn thing every time. I need to start taking a bigger pack of cookies instead of buying the $2 ones from our marketplace, but whatever. Uh, no shame in my game. I like cookies. Sue me. But one, one thing that's... Uh, was really special to me a few years ago. Uh, we, we had a set of neighbors. They moved. Uh, they were here when we moved to our house. And uh, at first they were really annoying. They had uh, some, a grandkid who always had tons of friends over. I mean, like not just two or three, like seven or a dozen or more kids would come over and they'd always be uh, loud and, obnoxious and sometimes it smelled like skunk when they were around <clears throat> but i uh we we got to know them we kind of you know over the over the first few months we lived here uh as we began to do work on the house they really complimented some of the work we were doing like oh man it's nice to see such and such taken care of or whatever and so you know some walls were kind of broken down and we got to know them and as we got to know them uh, I got to know Tess, who was the grandmother who lived there. And uh, she uh, kind of, it didn't take long for her to share her story with us. And we, we moved into our house in 2014, so uh, five and a half years ago. And about four years before that, uh, Tess was diagnosed with cancer. And Tess uh, was given six months to live. And here she was four years later. Spunky as hell, sassy as hell, 
she was still around. She was still fighting. And they always were, especially over the summer months, sitting on the front porch, just hanging out, enjoying the weather, listening to the kids skateboard in the street. As annoying as it was, the kids were outside and weren't making trouble. But they were just always outside. And so I'd always come home running and, you know, there'd be silly comments about, you know, I don't know how you can do that in this weather or, you know, my gosh, you left an hour ago or whatever it would be. Uh, you know, there was just always, you know, some type of fun comment from them. And it, it just, it became something I loved about finishing my runs was just knowing that Tess and her husband, Mike, were going to be on the front porch ready to, you know, greet me with a smile and a wave and a, maybe a sarcastic comment. So Tess continued to fight her cancer uh, for, I mean, they've, they moved about three and a half years, two and a half years ago. Uh, they moved to another house and, in some ways, we were we were a little relieved because we didn't have all the kids uh, always hanging around us. But uh, we we did uh, we, we do miss having them as neighbors. Uh, it, and it's you know it's it's not the same sometimes. I mean, our new neighbors are quieter, and but we don't we don't see them as much. But over the last couple of weeks, Tess, Tess's health has been. Uh, deteriorating and she's been into the ICU a couple of times and uh, to the hospital another time or two and uh, we went to see her the whole family we went to see her on Saturday because we've stayed in touch with the family and it was not a pretty sight it was not something that you know I, I'm it's not a situation I'm good at uh, it's not a situation I'm comfortable in but, uh, you know, we were, we were there and we were glad to be there. We were glad to see her. Um, I didn't know for sure when we said our goodbyes and we left that it would be the last time. But it was. Uh, Tess was given six months to live almost 10 years ago. She kicked that cancer's ass for a long, much longer time than she was supposed to. And when I ran the Columbus Marathon in 2014, I asked her, you know, after knowing her story, you know, I always try to write something inspirational on my bibs, something that I can remember uh, or, you know, recognize. Uh, during the painful stages of a race. And I, I, you know, just asked her cause I, you know, kind of a courtesy, can I test, can I write your name on my bib? And I might like, you know, kind of write a blog post about your story. Cause I just think it's incredible. And if you can fight through what you fought through, you know, I can fight through some tough miles. And she, uh, she did not, Oblige. <laughs> Tess wanted me to uh, write the name, which I am currently spacing, uh, of her treatment facility because she wanted me to think about all the people who were going through what she's gone through and the people who treat her and the people who uh, 
you know, are suffering with her. And that's just something that always kind of stuck with me. And um, it's it's difficult for me because my wife just told me that she found out last night that Tess passed away after such a long fight. It's difficult for me to kind of think back on, you know, some of those memories and just some of the fun that we had together as neighbors. And uh, it's difficult for me to think that that's, you know, a, a part of my running life that's gone because she, you know, they may not realize it, but that family impacted me as a runner. And it's, it's just, it's part of the community. Even if you don't run, there's still different ways uh, that people can impact you as a runner. And so uh, it's it's not necessarily the happiest way to end a podcast, uh, but I do think it's a special way too because uh, just how she was able to fight. You know, Taylor Sipo, she went out and she gave it literally everything she had in May. And that brought me a good running friendship in Keegan Gallagher. And, uh, you know, Tess's fight that impacted me on a level where I think about the fight that I put in for each race, each workout. So that won't be forgotten. So I'm very thankful for the community of people that I have around me, my family, my friends, my running friends, my social media friends, and you. I, I, I you know, made a funny Instagram story about Hate Michigan Week on our uh, Instagram the other day. But like for real, I think Adam and I can both, I think I can speak for Adam and I both when I say we're grateful for you. I mean, it's just something that Adam and I look forward to each week. So, um, it's Thanksgiving week and I'm thankful for that. So it is happy and it sounds sad, but it is happy. So with that, I'm going to wind this down. We're going to have a special episode this weekend as we revert to a sports podcast for just one hour, if we can keep it at that. Uh, I know we're both looking forward to it already. Uh, but yeah, so keep your eyes peeled on Friday. Uh, we, we, we're going to be posting another episode uh, as we get ready for this weekend's festivities. We will allow Thanksgiving and late night shopping to pass you by and we will give you something else for your ears. Maybe a road trip or something. You need some fun. Uh, it's definitely not going to be safe for work. So I guess it's a good thing. If you work Monday through Friday, uh, you're probably going to have a few extra days off of work, uh, to listen to that. So, uh, not that our other podcasts are necessarily safe for work, but we can pretend, uh, whatever podcast app you are listening to us on, we would appreciate it if you would rate us, review us. It makes it easier for us to be discovered by other people who can become part of our running community. That's what we want this to all be about is we want to create a community of runners here and we want to, you know, help you guys and have you help us. 
So, uh, yeah, feel please feel free to do that. Um, and I think that's all I got. Man, the endings are so much smoother when Adam is not on the other side. I seem to um, maybe be a little more focused on what I'm doing. So I also feel a little more like I'm on NPR. I feel like I talk quieter. Yeah, so I can go off forever about that. But thank you for listening. Uh, We look forward to getting back with you this weekend. And uh, as always, Michigan still sucks. Enjoy your miles, everybody.